Let's talk about the Surrey mayoral race, shall we? Surrey Mayor Doug McCallum has pledged to keep property tax hikes at a 2.9% a year for four years. Now, critics say his campaign promise is misleading. Why? Let's find out. Gordy Hogue is a Surrey first mayoral candidate with decades of political experience. In 1974, he was elected to White Rock City Council and then became mayor there. And then provincial MLA and federal MP, now running for mayor in Surrey. Hello, Gordy. Good morning, Raji. Good morning. Welcome to the show and happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. I was hearing you talking about stuffing for turkey and it was making me hungry this morning. <laughs> so then you, okay, if we're going to go there, you have to tell me if you're a fan of stuffing or not. I am a fan of stuffing, yes. Okay. Did you hear what I was saying then about my problem with it being, it has all, it tends to have like a sweet note in it. And I, it's that that I can't get down with. <laughs> well, I think that depends who makes it and what you put into it. There are all kinds of great stuffings. There you go. I think I need to uh, do some more experimenting in the kitchen with that one. All right. Uh, let's, I agree. Let's talk about this race and specifically what I was mentioning there, which is uh, Doug McCallum's proposed property tax uh, increase freeze, he's saying. Now, what do you think of that pledge to freeze the property tax? Well, I think that he has said that before, and he said that uh, the 2.9 percentage freeze would make sure that everything remained the same. However, he also has a block tax that uh, that goes out to each household. It started out at $100 a year, and I think it's up to $300 a year. He also uh, disposed of a, n- a number of pieces of property that are owned by the city, so there are lots of other ways that he dealt with, uh, with income for the operation of the city, uh, some of those imposed upon the, the taxpayers and citizens of the city, and some of those uh, taking away some of the assets of the city. So to say it was 2.9 uh, is, I, I think, a bit misleading. It may be a lot misleading. Yeah, okay. Well, you're not the only one to be vocal about it. Councillor Brenda Locke has also slammed it, saying that it is uh, misleading. Do you think the voters feel it's misleading? Do you think the voters are aware of the points that you just brought up? Well, certainly when I'm out in the streets and on doorsteps and talking to voters and they say 2.9%, which allegedly has happened each of the last few years, and one of them said to me, well, when I look at my taxation rate, it, it went up, I think it was 14%, and somebody else said it was close to 20%. So if you actually take a look at your tax tax uh, each year, you'll find that it goes up much more than 29 when you add everything into it. Yeah, and and I did mention that uh, Councillor Brenda Locke had some criticisms of it as well. She she also told the Vancouver Sun that Surrey's debt load, which uh, has it has ballooned over the last four years, um, in 2018 Surrey owed the Municipal Finance Authority 150 million dollars, but today that debt sits at 308 million dollars, um, and she said she doesn't think McCallum's the one to uh, handle that to bring it down. What would you do? Well, certainly, uh, debt debt can be good debt and it can be bad debt. So it depends what you're expending it on. So if there are assets, certainly those those uh, assets that were built some time ago, which have, have increased dramatically in terms of value, and so doing that type of debt, I think, is a positive debt. Debt in terms of looking at the issue of affordability, looking at being able to ensure that we have more jobs available, are all kinds of, of good debts that result in in a very positive outcome. And then there's negative debt, which uh, obviously doesn't do that that same type of building of the economy and the places that we want to live and 
where it can play. So I think that wanting to, to look at debt, you want to look at a per capita debt and look at, measure that on an ongoing basis. So looking at it as a gross debt, I think, is a little bit misleading. You have to look at it as a, a debt per capita and look at the impact that has on each citizen and also look at the, what we're doing, what we're getting for it. What are the citizens of our community getting as a result of that? So there are a number of variables that go into, into debt. Just like if you're buying a house, you'll, you'll take out a debt and a mortgage. And in the long run, that tends to be a positive debt. Okay, so you feel like even just the term term debt is it can be a, a bit misleading or send people down the wrong path sometimes. Well, uh, I've talked to some voters out there, and and it's interesting. Uh, just the candidacy of McCallum is very interesting uh, there, given the public mischief charge. And some people are telling me, you know, they don't even like McCallum necessarily, but that they believe he's going to get the job done. Are you encountering that sentiment much? Uh, well, no. Most of the sentiment I hear is we, we need to get rid of Doug. And uh, our concern is some of the things you've talked about. And, and I think it's, it's also the, the sense that the, the reputation of Surrey, which was becoming so positive over the past number of years, and certainly to go back a long ways, it had a negative perception of, of Surrey. That there was a positive development happening. And now it seems to have gone back into a bit of a negative. So I hear people saying we've, we've got to get rid of them. There's, there's it's so negative. We're, we're not seeing the things that we want to see. And these things coming up, like we're going to build a 60,000-seat stadium, all of these things that seem so so strange to people and so inconsistent with their aspirations about Surrey. So I, I'm not hearing people say that he's going to be reelected. I'm hearing people say, we're, we're frustrated. We need change. And part of that change, I mean, part of it, one thing I keep hearing is there used to be a number of advisory committees that reported to council, and he's eliminated virtually all of those. And certainly uh, one knows that if you're elected to a political office, it doesn't mean you have any expertise or any particular knowledge. But one of the most important things you do is, is listen to the citizens. You've got to remember that elected representatives report to the citizens of Surrey and that they should be listening to and being engaged with and understand what the important things are. And that seems to have been lost. And just really quickly here, um, I know that community involvement at City Hall is important to you. What change are you looking for there if you became mayor? Well, certainly reinstating uh, all of the uh, all the advisory committees. There are also some other advisory committees, which I think need to be put in place. We'd also like to do a public inquiry in terms of the processes that have taken place and do a full fiscal review of what, what's taken place, because there is so, mis- so much misinformation in terms of it. The transition of policing, for instance, where Brenda Locke says it's going to cost an enormous amount of money if we keep going down the road we're on, and the the staff say the opposite. So there's just a lot of misinformation. So the big thing would be getting that type of clarity. And again, citizens have to have access. So we would hold council meetings around the city and different recreation centers and get a, people a chance to actually meet their council members instead of having them sitting up on a the council members on a podium and you're talking to them through a microphone. I think there has to be some personal contact and, and a relationship so that people can understand. And one of my big frustrations has always been the whole notion of lived experience. And when I was in cabinet in Victoria and, and a caucus chair in Ottawa, that there were so often we would get reports that, did, that talked about almost from an academic perspective rather than the lived experience of the people that it was going to impact. And the citizens that need to know that. So if you're developing policy around uh, around public safety, you should be talking to police. You should be talking to citizens who have been the victims of different types of crime. So 
that's a, a big issue that uh, I think is an important variable within the context of a good democracy. All right. Gordy, thank you so much for your time this morning and happy Thanksgiving. Thanks so much, Raji. And hopefully you find a really good stuffing for yourself. <laughs> I'll be on the lookout for sure. Okay. Have a good Thanks rest so of much. the day. Thanks, you too. Thank you.